0: Voter frustrations continue to rise in Papua New Guinea as we near the end of a second week of polling. Counting is underway for some electorates, with the caretaker Prime Minister the first election result to be declared earlier this week. Don Wiseman asked RNZ Pacific's correspondent in Papua New Guinea, Scott Wide, for an update on the election, including if there have been any more results declared. Not Apart from the Prime Minister's declaration, not any new results yet. Uh, incumbent Deputy Prime Minister's post should be declared anytime soon. That's John Rossoe in late. His uh, results are nearing completion. In in the next two days, two, three days, we should have a result there. Many of the rural districts still have to do polling. Ballot papers are still getting there. Some of the electorates have completed polling and East Seapik began counting today. In Morroby province, there's one electorate. Pinchapen, which is still polling and the delay was due to a dispute over which electoral roll to use, whether it was the 2017 one or the 2022 one. So there was a dispute there because uh, candidates wanted to use the 2017 roll instead of the, the, the latest one that was done. So a decision's been made for uh, the 2022 roll to be used and that's why polling has
1: gone ahead for that electorate. There's been a lot of talk about violence throughout this election. The most recent thing that we have heard is of someone killed in Port Moresby.
0: Yes, that, that was an unfortunate, really, really unfortunate incident. I mean, the handling of that particular dispute, it didn't go down well with a lot of people. Uh, and one person, a young woman, got shot uh, accidentally by police. So that's also triggered a lot of feeling of dissatisfaction and anger amongst voters. A, a lot of them are quite angry that it's come to this stage. But it's not just, In Port Moresby, the latest one that uh, has bothered people. I mean, in Enger, where uh, a few people have died and ballot boxes were hijacked, that's also been of, of concern. The level of violence and the number of incidents that we've counted in terms of uh, ballot boxes or attempted hijack of ballot boxes the worst i've seen in in over 20 years in, in previous elections it was like one-off incident that you record and then people deal with it but for this election it's like people have come to accept that it's a no it's normal practice that's what's disturbing and the incumbent member for vanimo green bill that has also raised this concern Is Quite concerned, and they're called, basically called on voters and politicians and candidates to refrain from the violence. It is very disturbing
1: for us. How much of the violence can be attributed to the politicians, or is it just people acting up because there's a lot else going on?
0: There's a collection of factors that cause this violence. I mean, in, in the Highlands, it's sometimes it's inter-clan rivalry that has been seething for so long and then surfaces during uh, election time. Sometimes it's uh, instigated by the candidates who are trying to get rid of their main rival, who who is the sitting MP, and the amount, as as we discussed previously, the the amount of misinformation and disinformation that's happening on social media is just mind-blowing, the the scale of it. People have become so familiar with the use of social media, they know its power. We, We haven't reached that stage where, you know, the scale that is seen in Indian elections, but you can already tell the trajectory of the developments.
1: Some people must have a fear about what sort of government might potentially emerge from all of this violence. Yes,
0: there's there's a lot of concern about how much of a representation people will actually have, will really have when this, this government that's going to be put in place in the next few weeks. How representative is it going to be of Papua New Guineans? So there's there's this question that's uh, in the minds of a lot of people. And a lot of people that I've spoken to feel that uh, in some electorates, yes, the people have voted for their leaders. In some electorates, no, it's inflated figures so yeah it's a big big concern for us
1: now on this question of representation how are the women getting on 142 candidates how are they going
0: you know they've presented women have presented a very strong very articulate front in this election and they've worked together, presented a united front, confronted the issues that have plagued the Electoral Commission. Say, for example, in uh, in Port Mosby, you had candidates like Tania Bale and Sylvia Pascoe who banded together and questioned the Electoral Commission on their conduct, and that forced uh, the Electoral Commission to rethink how it was doing business. And the polling was delayed because of those protests, but then we had a far more transparent process because of that a very strong front put up by women.
1: And preliminary figures so far have we got any, any indication of how those women are going? Not too
0: well. Some are in the top five, which is really, really encouraging. I haven't checked other electorates, but in Morobe, uh, Jennifer bying is in the top five, or was in the top five as of last count I saw. In Port Moresby, not too well for Sylvia Pascoe and Tanya. But again, it's given this hope for young women in Papua New Guinea that this is the path that we are going to take. It's going to be difficult, but we have to participate in this democratic process.